Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at... Mike Roth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. Today we have a special program on leadership. I brought together a baker's dozen of our, some of our best leadership tips from CEOs over the last year or so. Leadership is an extremely important characteristic of winning companies and teams. Today's leadership tips represent some of the best advice our leaders have provided to us. If you're lucky enough to come to the Sandler Leadership Program on October 15th, you'll learn even more about how to become a superior leader. Now, let's bring on our first leader, Chris Cole from Intelligrated. Mike Roth with uh, Chris Cole from Intelligrated. Uh, Chris, how many years have you actually been a leader of companies? Well, I was very, very fortunate when I uh, worked at Cincinnati Millicron when I was um, uh, actually 28 years old. I was named to my first general manager's position. Amazingly young at an old state company. And I was in the right place at the right time, and I took over the robot business back in, um, gosh, uh, 1983. So you had a lot, a lot of years of leadership experience. Well, yeah, just be careful not to step in the leadership. Okay. Uh, perhaps you could give our listeners, uh, other leaders, one leadership, or, or maybe at the maximum two leadership tips, things that you've learned. Things that I've learned along the way, Mm -hmm. um, the one I still work hard to practice at and I'm not as good at as I wish I was, is um, listen. Really, really, really seek first to understand before you try to be understood. And um, uh, critical listening skill is is very, very important um, to try to understand what your employees and what your customers really, really think. That would be the single most important management tip I can give you. Someone will say that's a Stephen Covey. <laughs> it is It is a Stephen Covey. It's out of the seven habits. It's not, um, I could recite all seven. It's the one that I have to work hardest at. It's also the one that I personally think pays off the most. Mm-hmm. But and I, and I learned it at Stephen Covey um, 100 years ago when, I, when he was still a young man. 
Um, uh, the second thing that I think I've learned along the way is just tenacity. You have to hang in there, and if you believe in something, you keep fighting to till your vision can be accomplished. Surround yourself with smarter people than you are to help you do it, uh, who believe in your vision. Constantly work hard to hire the very, very best people you can find, and then support them and let them turn them loose to do what they do, uh, and you, you really can be a phenomenal success. Mm-hmm. One of the other traits of uh, being uh, being a leader is to be able to make everyone understand that uh, you know you care more about them, you care about them more than you care about yourself. Mm-hmm. So any decision that we need to make has to be really around this idea of okay, what is it that we need to do right now? And then why are we doing it and what's going to be the result? So uh, if you're clear on that and if it needs to be done, then it's going to be done. And if it's going to be me, who's going to decide? Because ultimately, again, um, I like, um, uh, you know, the, the, the way, uh, what, I, what I subscribe to is we as leaders uh, are judged on decisions that we make. Not so much whether the idea was ours in the very first place. Mm-hmm. So um, how good the decision is at the end of the day, that's good. what you're judged. So if you have a very strong sense of purpose there, I think uh, it is not that difficult to. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Sue McPartland. Sue, I always like to ask our, our leaders, and how many years of leadership experience have you have had over there? Well, I've been with the firm almost 28 years at this point. I've been in leadership roles for probably a good 15, 10, 15 of those years. So you've had a lot of opportunities yeah. to lead over 15 years. Yep. Perhaps you can give our listeners a leadership tip from sure. Sue's leadership book. Sure. Um, one of the things that I try to do, particularly when I take on a new leadership role, and that might be something like leading a market or even on one of my engagements. I'm new to the engagement. The team was already there. Someone once told me, and, and I did this, and I found it to be very effective, do something called like a, a new leader assimilation. So getting together with your team, you know, away from work, you're not talking about the project, you're not talking about the issues, you're not talking about the client. You're talking about how you as a team want to interact. What are my expectations of the team? What are the team's expectations of me? And it really puts on the table some of the stylistic things, and it's really a good opportunity um, to let your your new team as a new leader uh, get to know you a lot better. I would say then also as an experienced leader, once you've been in that role for a while, is really never losing touch with your team. Um, You know, we all get really busy, and it's very easy to get caught up in things um, and and losing touch with what's really going on with your team. And, of course, the other thing is just saying thank you. I think people really appreciate when you say thank you. It goes a long way. Mm -hmm. That's good. Maybe you can, from your leadership experience, can you give our leaders a leadership tip uh, that you believe works that you use? I have found, Mike, that with rare exception, most employees want to feel like their job makes a difference. So I, I just I just try and show my team what I care about and, and try and emphasize that what we're doing makes a difference, that, that our place is a place of recreation, that people go to get away from everyday life. And, you know, just am constantly reminding them that 
to us, it may seem mundane, some of these questions we've had many, many times, but to answer them with a smile and with a good attitude and as if it's the first time you've been asked and that it's a good question uh, goes a long way. So in the end, my my advice would be show your employees how much you care and, and really empower them to think like an owner and pretend, hey, if, if you have a question about what to do and we're not around, ask yourself, if Lance was here, what would he tell me to do? Nine times out of ten, you'll know the answer and just go ahead and handle it that way and you'll be fine. Okay, so you give your uh, employees discretionary power Correct. to solve problems on the spot. Correct, and just, to, just try and get them passionate about what we're doing here. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Jeff Best. Uh, Jeff, you've been involved in businesses for well over 30 years, perhaps, and as a leader in business, as a business owner, both in your own business and in franchises, with partners, without partners. Uh, perhaps you could give our listeners a leadership tip. Well, I would say my leadership t- tip would be just to enjoy the ride and make it fun. There's nothing worse than um, you or your employees dreading to go in to work. So I always say enjoy the ride, whether you're driving or you're a passenger. Mm-hmm. That's a good, good philosophy. Perhaps you can give our listeners a leadership tip, something you've learned about leadership over the years. You know, in, in this business, every most of the people that call me do not know me. Mm-hmm. You know, they may see a website, they may have heard something. I think there's a couple of things that I have learned, and I think they go on terms like being genuine, mm-hmm. um, stay connected, and follow up. You know, I think those are three things that are very important. Genuine meaning you take a a real interest in what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, because not everybody that comes through our door is somebody that I can or will ultimately work with, but I want to make sure that they have a chance to succeed. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is the passion that I bring to the job. Mm-hmm. You know, and somebody says, hey, you know, most people when they meet me, it doesn't take a long time to say, you kind of like what you do. And I was like, yeah, and I want that to rub off on other people. You mm-hmm. know, and I do want people to want to approach me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't, you know, so I think being genuine is, is part of that. You know, and part of that is how do you make eye contact through a phone? You know, you don't. Maybe you have Skype. You know, maybe you do, but you know, but you you're engaging them so you know that you're answering their questions, mm-hmm. and then you're asking feedback. and And I always end up saying, hey, here's where I think you should be going to. But if you don't think this is, you're not getting the response you're looking for. Give me a jingle back. You know, and it does happen every so often, but you know what? Most times it doesn't, because they do get the assistance they're looking for. We can make that patch in from that standpoint. So I think that that's, you know. Very important, and that you know that follow through. You know, if you promise to do something, don't wait, get it done. You know, I, you know, I actually walk around with pretty much a piece of paper, and now I got a smartphone that I can actually draw on the screen, and it says, hey, you know, I need to follow up with such and such. You know, those things I think are very very important. You know, because if anything, my parents instilled in me it's the little things. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's these are not complex things, but you know what? If you go back and you talk about the relationships, what are the ones that work for you? It's when somebody gives you an attention to detail. Mm-hmm. You know, when you do attention to detail, other people around you start to do attention to detail. The reason that the 
simple solution doesn't solve the complex problem is because you don't know the problem, the real problem. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever seen the just the method of the five whys. Why don't you tell our listeners about that? The five whys. So great way to figure out the root cause to a problem, and this is a six, it may be a Six Sigma method, is to ask the question why five times. So why did such and such break? Oh, because, you know, the fan belt broke. Why did the fan belt break? Oh, well, because it was running too fast. Well, why was it running too fast? And you get down five whys, you'll get to the root cause. And so um, the trick is, I think, um, oftentimes in design is to is to really understand what the needs are up front and have a clear understanding of it and not Band-Aid. So when I did work for Hitachi, we were trying to develop their high-speed you know, industrial laser printers and get them to market half the time. Mm. Half the time. Half the time. That's a complex problem. Yes, it is. Right? We solved it. One of the ways we solved it is by reducing the parts by about half. Oh. We reduced complexity. We thought about the design with manufacturing and assembly and that goal in mind up front. Mm-hmm. As a result, quality went up, and we were able to produce the product faster. So they actually you had did to succeed go, in using half the number of parts. Yes, but it, it took rethinking the problem from mm-hmm. the beginning. You couldn't patch it. Right, you, you you couldn't go back to the existing design and just alter it with a simple solution, a band-aid. Mm-hmm. You had to go back and rethink what you were trying to do. And so I think that's that. Uh, sometimes you can do that, sometimes you can't. You know, mm-hmm. not all situations allow you to go back and and do the redesign. But the five whys is a good way to to understand what it, what is the actual problem you're trying to solve. And you might find that you can find a simple solution um, uh, uh, if you really understand the problem you're solving. This is Mike Roth and Trisha Reynolds from Ducks in a Row. Trisha, you've been leading your company for, seems like, 20 years. Yes. Maybe you can give the other leaders who are listening just one or two leadership tips, things that you've learned by being in the hot seat. Okay. Well, um, one of the best, which I kind of touched on earlier, so I hate to add to it again, is to listen to your intuition, not just when it comes to uh accounting, theft, and so forth. So listen to your intuition when it comes to your employees and your customers. Uh, you know, there has been, there have been times in the past where I have not listened to my intuition and I have decided to take on a client where my gut told me, oh, I don't know, Trisha, that's probably not a good idea. And I still did it for reasons, you know, to get the client to add money to the sales numbers for that month, what have you, and I've always regretted it afterwards. It's been very, I've been lucky because it's been few and far between. But uh, same with employees. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. This is Mike Roth. I wanted to invite you to a upcoming program on October 15th, both in Cincinnati and Columbus, Transforming Leaders for San Luis. This is based on the brand new Sandler book by Dave R. Can't transform an organization until you transform yourself. That's the idea behind this user-friendly, graphic-guided book that Dave has created. During the session, over three hours, you'll be exposed to all 52 critical leadership lessons which are grounded in Sandler coaching principles that support great careers and great teams. The main areas that will be covered are personal power, conviction, charisma, people skills, courage, ethics, 
and expertise. Each attendee will receive a book and a full color companion deck of 52 cards as a reinforcement tool. Contact Brittany Robinson at 513-753-9400, extension 106, or email her at brittany.robinson at rothconsulting.net to reserve your place in this exciting new seminar. Jeff Shepard. Jeff, let me ask you uh, a couple of questions that we like to ask our guests. Uh, you've been leading uh, several companies. Sure. Why don't you give our listeners, maybe other CEOs like yourself, a leadership tip that they can use? So, okay, so this is great. Um, this is a conversation last night. Um, we had a whole bunch of individuals over to our house for dinner and doing something with the university here. Uh, we talk, this was something that came up, and you know, I was I was saying that for me specifically, I think in situations where I have been been most effective as a leader in an organization, and the organization's been most successful, it's when I'm hiring people and building a team around me of people that are much much smarter than me, much you know better than me, more and, and really have the skill sets that are things maybe that I have no idea how to do. And when we started building MetaCheck, that's one of the things that we decided on, you know, right out of the gate. My CTO is brilliant. The guy's, you know, I've known him for almost 30 years and, and uh, have so much respect for him. And I think if you have respect for the people around you, you're dealing with brilliant people and you're building a team of people that are much smarter than you, I think that makes you a great leader. Mm-hmm. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Chuck Laurie. Uh, Chuck, I'm going to ask you to tell our or, or give our listeners a leadership tip. You, you've been in, le- in a leadership position in your company for how many years? Twenty-five years. Twenty-five years. You got to have some good leadership tips. See if you can come up with one or two. <laughs> well, I'm I'm a, I'm a natural at it, Mike. I just enjoy uh, working. I enjoy managing the projects in the office and. Um, you know, my employees are always inspired by just how upbeat and uh, excited I am, and uh, that's what uh, keeps uh, the office uh, atmosphere, the morale in the office, uh, moving along. Uh, you, you know, nobody, nobody, Debbie Downer, you know, isn't going to get you anywhere. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with uh, Uber of EMS. Bert, uh, perhaps you could give our, our listeners a leadership tip. Well, sure. I uh, uh, when I think of leadership, uh, I think what jumps to my mind is a leader is authentic. And uh, I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin. People from those types of areas and that things out pretty quickly. And I've been around. I've had the, the luxury of being around some real leaders, some people that I would really look up to and, and place on, uh, you know, the top shelf of of leadership. And the characteristic that they all had in common was that they set realistic expectations. They wouldn't ask somebody to do something they wouldn't do themselves. And, and as they led, they knew how to teach. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, probably above all, they were always very consistent. And uh, that's an important aspect of leadership in my mind, is that people will follow, people will work with you, people will, uh, you know, be loyal to the style that you have as long as you're consistent, fair, and, and authentic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, another I guess personal leadership tip is that I always want to be around smart technical people around me. Um, 
it, it that only raises the bar for everyone, but it certainly improves everything that I do. So true, so true. You're, everything we do in a lot of businesses is uh, computer dependent, and your technology has to be uh, up to date and sharp. Uh, uh, Sandler is going to be releasing in 2014, in a few months, a new pure leadership course, and uh, I'll make sure that you guys find out about it. Be very good. Yes. Okay. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Joel Gorman. Uh, Joe, perhaps you could give our listeners a leadership tip or two, something that you've learned by running your own business. So I got a couple, but one comes to mind, I think, uh, probably more than anything, and that is uh, as you're dealing with folks, regardless of what their role position is, if you treat them as if their job is the most important, their experience is the most important, it's amazing to me how far people will go for you. They will bend over backwards if they feel like they're empowered. Uh, as an example, I was just in the uh, Cincinnati Convention Center this past weekend, and I struck up a, ca- a conversation with a number of the folks in housekeeping, um, asking them how they're doing, ask uh, just a joke. You know, how, how many how many miles do you a day do you walk? You engage them in conversation, and it's it's amazing to me. Uh, I always get a friendly smile from those mm-hmm. folks. They they come out of their way. They ask if I need anything. They they really work extra hard to um, to respond when you've treated them with a level of respect that says what they're doing is the most important thing at this moment. Well, that's good. That's good. This is Mike Roth and Oscar Janicki. Oscar, you had a lot of years of management experience. Perhaps you can uh, share with our listeners who are other CEOs, uh, company presidents, and some wannabe presidents, uh, a leadership tip, something that you've learned, maybe a leadership tip or two. Even though, Mike, I've had the good fortune of having a wonderful graduate education at Xavier University, and by the way, nobody paid me to say that, but uh, I feel very fortunate to have had a a great, great um, education provided to me at at Xavier. Um, I've learned that the type of business that I'm in it's very important to be out seeing employees, talking to employees, listening to employees, listening to customers or patients um, or the consumer, whatever you'd like to call them. But um, so my style of management many times has been management by walking around. And I know that's probably an old um, school approach, but for me, it has it has worked. And it has allowed me to identify um, market needs so that I can respond quickly to what's happening in the marketplace or what our guests or consumers are wanting. Um, that has served me quite well as opposed to sort of a hands-off kind of leadership approach. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it, it's surprising because... There's probably 25% of the leaders like you, Oscar, that we've had on the show that have said something almost exactly like that, lead from the front. Mm-hmm. I, I find that in, in my profession, because so many of my competitors are owned by large national chains and the fact that um, we are locally owned and operated and managed is an advantage. And I try to... 
um, plug that every opportunity and take advantage of that every opportunity I can. Okay, this is Mike Roth and Ryan Reibold. Ryan, uh, perhaps you can give our listeners, uh, CEOs or company presidents like yourself, a leadership tip. A leadership tip. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm not really... How many people do you have in your company? Uh, approximately 70, 75 70. Uh, people. And, that, and you've been there for nine years. Yeah, we, you must have learned something about being a Oh, yeah. I think what I learned from my leadership experiences, and again, I have to preface, preface this with I'm, I'm not a uh, trained leader. You know, I have learned, you know, from my mistakes and my experiences. And You're an on-the-job leader. Exactly. Okay. You know, and... I grew up working on a farm, and I I reflected on this recently, what I was attracted to from good leaders that I've been around. And the farmer that I worked for years ago was a good leader. And the reason he was a good leader, um, and I worked on the farm for eight years, you know, making two fifty an hour, you know, and working 12, 13 hours a day. Um, and the reason he was a good leader is he was there by our side and was, you know, even the dirtiest jobs were he was never above taking on the worst tasks. And that, in my mind, is a definition of a servant leader, one who basically will get in the trenches with their employees and and leads from among, not above. Mm-hmm. And so it's something that I genuinely try to practice with our own organization and especially with our, you know, our newer employees, you know, making sure that they understand that I'm out there, that I can empathize with what they do every single day and how tough this industry can be. And when they understand that, you know, there's a leader, the the co- person who's kind of leading the company is right there by them side, their side feeling their pain and struggles, then they, I think, gain a bit more respect. The, um, I think they perform better. Yeah, I absolutely. I think that they can they they see themselves, you know, alongside you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a, a big theory in in Japanese management of Japanese larger companies that you you never have a plant larger than 350 employees unless you're absolutely forced to. Right. You get better production out of smaller plants. And you don't wear any type of hierarchical identification. Everyone wears the same white coat. Everyone's an associate. And everyone, exactly. And so as a result, you treat everyone with the same dignity and the same respect, regardless of what their role or responsibility is in the organization. Good. And I always like to ask this question of our leaders. We have a theory of operation here at Sandler that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. Therefore, if you're going to solve a complex problem, you have to come up with an equally complex solution to nail the problem down. Have you come up with any complex problems with complex solutions over there? Uh, Yep. Balancing all of the different tasks on on a daily basis, obviously, is one complex problem, but probably not one that we have time left to to tackle here. But I would say, you know, as I, you know, reflect on this a minute, um, you know, one of the most complex problems we've had is how to figure out uh, what I was con- I've always been convinced and I and I'm interested in your thoughts on this is that not necessarily the the best salespeople aren't necessarily the best cold callers. And so we really um what I struggled with along you know in, in figuring that out is how do I scale my business up with keeping people in 
key roles so that a good salesperson who can really close deals and get out there and service those deals has their day full, not with prospecting new deals. And so we invested heavily into an internal call center that basically opens the doors for our customers. Mm-hmm. It's evaluating the, you know, how you how you conquer this issue has always been that struggle is how many more people, how many lead gen people do you need to support the outcome that you're desiring? Depends on how good the lead gen people are. And the the sales rep. And so it's a very complex balance of resource allocation, um, making sure you're finding the right people, making sure that you're in there trying to, um, you know, align, you know, roles with, the people who who might be there for a long time, uh, and so that's one of the complex issues we've always we've dealt with, and we continue to deal with. In fact, we're this is Mike Roth and Chip Shriver. Uh Chip, you've been leading your company how many years now? Thirty five. Thirty five years. You've got a lot of experience. So I'm going to ask you if you can give our listeners and CEOs who are listening to the show uh, a leadership tip or two. Well, leadership for us has been very easy, and I'm almost feel like that uh, I'm just sitting here for the ride because we've been fortunate to have surrounded ourselves with longtime employees that uh, pretty much believe and dream the same thing that we do. And many years ago, we set a um, a mission statement. And our mission statement is building lifetime relationships by exceeding expectations. We pretty much rule our decisions by that mission statement. And we not only deal with that mission statement with how we handle and treat employees and how we deal with vendors and especially how we deal with uh, with our clients. Could you repeat that mission statement one more time? Because that was pretty good. Building lifetime relationships by exceeding expectations. Oh, that's pretty much fantastic. And uh, it, if when we break that down, uh, pretty much every decision that uh, we try to make, um, and we have trouble uh, unpacking it sometimes, uh, we fall back on to that mission statement. And uh, it's it's been good for us, and it's uh, kept us somewhat directed for many years. Mm-hmm. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Recruit Military's president and CEO Peter Goodmanson. Perhaps you could, uh, from your military background, business background, give our listeners a leadership tip. Yeah, I think that the, the, there are so many. Um, you know, what I learned in the Marine Corps—I actually first learned in the Boy Scouts—I was reinforced in the Marine Corps, which is leadership is easy. There's just two components: accomplish your mission and take care of your people. I think keeping focused on that truism alone is the key uh, uh, to leadership success. Um, another specific tip uh, that I, I often uh, think about is to keep repeating the message. A leader's role is not unlike a politician, that you have to repeat. You're on a constant campaign, in a sense, to repeat what it is that the organization stands for, what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Uh, I like to start meetings inside the company um, with uh, just recounting, almost like a a creed and a religious service to repeat, why are we here? What are we trying to accomplish? And you can't uh, repeat the big picture uh, enough, I believe. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.